chapter thirty one of geographical reader europe by frank g carpenter this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by betty b chapter thirty one on the lower danube from budapest to the black sea along the lower danube are some of the most interesting parts of europe the river flows across the great plain of hungary and between the transylvanian alps and the balkan mountains through lands inhabited by strange peoples many of which are little civilized and some almost unknown the great river has several large tributaries in hungary we pass the mouth of the drava on the right and that of the tice on the left before reaching the servian boundary both rivers are filled with shipping the thice has hundreds of steamers and a stream of grain barges and lumber rafts is always flowing through the francis canal which has been cut from that river across to the danube we are intensely interested in the strange sights of the hungarian plain the country reminds us of the mississippi valley now the land is rolling like the prairies of illinois and iowa and now it is as flat as nebraska and kansas we see vast crops of wheat corn rye oats and barley but there are no fences barns or farmhouses standing alone on the landscape as in the grain-growing parts of the united states now we are passing through a region where there is nothing but wheat 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 it is spread out about us in a great golden ocean which rises and falls in billows as the wind sweeps over it we see more and more grain as we go on with our journey we are traveling through some of the chief breadlands of europe lands which for centuries have produced the finest of wheat and which are still yielding some of the richest crops of the world we saw something of the product in the great flour mills of budapest we see more of it in the scores of huge barges loaded with grain which are steaming slowly on up the river many of them carry as much as five hundred tons of wheat they have double rudders and high carved red and blue prows some are roofed over so that they look like floating houses each barge has a family or two living in it and the children sit on the roofs and stare at us as we go by see that barge we are now passing it is poled and rowed along by men and behind come three others towed by a steam tug some of the barges have their own engines to move them there are also other steam vessels laden with wheat and in fact a steady line of grain ships is always moving to and fro on the danube there on the right are barges at anchor i mean those two not far from the shore with the great wheel between them see the wheel is rapidly turning moved around by the swift flowing current that is one of the famous floating flour mills of the danube they are anchored in it here and there throughout the wheat belt the large barge contains the grinding machinery which is moved by the paddle wheel you can see the white-faced miller in his dusty clothes standing there at its stern the small barge is merely a support for the other end of the wheel now look beyond the mill to the banks see the ox carts which are coming up loaded with wheat there on the edge of the water men are throwing the bags into a boat they will soon row them out to the mill and when the grain has been ground will take back the flour by and by the mill may be floated down the river to some other wheat region and there go on with its grinding see that town farther on where the farmers are threshing it has stacks of straw about its flat hard earthen threshing floor the men are pounding the grain out with flails at one side they are driving some cattle about 
over the wheat that their beasts may tread out the grain such threshing places are common along the banks of the danube the people bring their crops to one place and thresh out the grain bagging it up and shipping it on the barges and steamers which stop there for cargo we see similar work going on as we float down past servia bulgaria and roumania save that the farming is much ruder in servia than in hungary there are very few reaping and mowing machines anywhere the grain is cut with scythes a score or more of men moving along in a row through the fields while as many women follow behind binding the sheaves almost as important as the grain are the immense herds of horses pigs cattle and sheep which are found everywhere along the lower danube from budapest to the sea see that immense flock of sheep over there on the left bank the man standing among them leaning on his crook is the shepherd he is dressed in sheepskin clothing and wears a pair of high boots farther on is a drove of hogs watched by a swineherd and on the opposite bank are cattle and horses under the care of hungarian cowboys those little straw huts are where they take shelter in stormy weather the cowboys of the danube are quite as lively as those of our western plains they are high-spirited fellows and when they come into town for a holiday they discard their sheepskin jackets and wear the gayest of clothing they have silk sashes about their waists and overcoats embroidered with flowers while their hats are often decorated with ribbons they are proud of their horses and on such occasions ornament them with tinkling bells and strips of bright silk the towns of the lower danube are as queer as the country the farmers live in villages and go out to work in the fields the usual village is composed of one long street in which there are benches under the trees where the people sit in the evening and gossip the women knit as they talk and they knit even when they rest at their work in the fields many of the houses are painted white with blue doors their roofs are of red tiles or straw thatch each house has a fence about it and at the back there are stables with ricks of grain near them on some of the homes the storks have built their nests and we now and then see storks feeding in the mud along the banks of the river we float past the mouth of the tice river and stay overnight at belgrade the capital of servia at the mouth of the sav the danube forms a part of the boundary between servia and hungary and for the next day we shall travel along between the two countries belgrade is situated on a high point at the junction of the sav and the danube it is a flat town of yellowish-white houses which look bare and lonely on the hills above the river we take a walk through the streets before going to bed and meet many men in fez caps short jackets and white skirts which reach to their knees not a few carry knives and pistols in their belts and we wonder if it would not be dangerous for us to go about alone after dark there are also people dressed as we are and turks wearing turbans or caps of red fez and full baggy trousers not only servia but also roumania and bulgaria and other countries of this part of europe have until recently belonged to the turkish empire and we shall see more and more turks as we travel on southward belgrade has mohammedan mosques and so have most of the other towns and cities of the balkan peninsula but who are these fine-looking queerly dressed men coming toward us they have dark faces long hair and long bushy beards they wear tall black caps and black robes with wide sashes of blue 
those are priests of the greek orthodox church the religion most common in this part of the world it is the principal religion of servia bulgaria and roumania and also of russia and greece we shall see many many priests as we go on with our travels servia and roumania are now independent countries each has its own king and a parliament elected by the people and each is rapidly growing in intelligence and prosperity bulgaria is also practically free for it elects its own prince and parliament although the sultan of turkey must confirm the election of the prince servia is a little larger than our two states of vermont and new hampshire roumania is larger than new york and bulgaria is just about the size of west virginia the chief business of all these countries is agriculture and stock raising although there is some manufacturing which will probably be increased in the future as there are coal iron and other minerals in the mountains we are on the edge of the mountains at belgrade and we float in and out through the hills as we go on with our journey the danube narrows and widens there are many rapids and now and then we pass through great canyons we steam slowly through the gorge of kazan where the cliffs rise above us for hundreds of feet and where it looks as though the rocks were torn apart to let the great river through we say good-bye to hungary at the lively town of orsova the last steamer station of that country on the danube and then go on through the famed iron gate to the smoother waters below the iron gate is one of the most dangerous places in the course of this mighty river it is a ledge of gigantic tooth-shaped rocks about a mile wide which almost fills the danube the tops of the rocks rise high above the surface when the water is low and the water seethes and foams as it dashes over them hundreds of steamers have been wrecked on the iron gate and for ages it has been a great obstruction to navigation within the past few years a canal has been cut through it and now ordinary ships can easily pass our journey for a short time after leaving the iron gate is between roumania and servia and farther on through roumania and bulgaria between which countries the danube flows on and on until it branches out into several mouths and empties into the black sea on the edge of the great russian empire there are more signs of thrift in bulgaria and roumania than in servia the countries are richer roumania having some of the richest wheat fields of the european continent while bulgaria exports a vast deal of indian corn the people here wear better clothes than in servia and they seem to be more prosperous and more enterprising both the roumanians and the bulgarians are noted for their intelligence and thrift and the roumanians especially are a fine-looking race the women being famous for their beauty at the roumanian ports gypsy bands come to the boats and play for us roumania is the home of the gypsies although they form but a small part of the population they have always been a wandering people living in covered wagons and moving about over the country they have curious customs and many a band has its gypsy queen some of the gypsies tell fortunes they also do manufacturing in a small way and many are tinkers blacksmiths and horse traders in the past they have been despised and ill-treated but they now are better off in this part of the world on account of the love of the people for music the roumanian gypsies are natural musicians even the smaller of the gypsy children play the violin and the gypsy bands are in demand almost everywhere many of the gypsies leave the valley of the danube and we find them in all parts of europe 
and even in the united states we end our journey on the danube at rustchuk from where we make a side trip to the fine large city of bucharest the capital of roumania and then take train for varna on the black sea where we get a ship for odessa in russia End of chapter 31